Welcome to Actors Expert Series. Today we're going to scratch the surface on the topic of attention, and I'm happy to welcome Andy Brown as our guest, who on top of a very long career in audience measurement, is currently acting as the CEO of the Attention Council. So welcome, Andy. It's always good to see you. Thanks very much, Anders. Good to be here. Um, so thanks for agreeing to share some holistic insights uh, on the use of attention in the media industry. I think you're very well placed to do so, given your role at the Attention Council. So just to start up with, with what typically happens is that attention has been around as a research topic for, for several years now. And I remember when the current wave of attention focus made it to the trade press probably four years ago, I thought that it would probably disappear again within a year or so, as, as things typically do in this, this industry. But quite the contrary, it's only gained importance. So according to you, why does the media industry have such a sustained interest in this topic? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great question, Anders. And I think, um, you know, attention is important in two or three different ways. Um, and I think sometimes we tend to look at it in a very nebulous way. But if you sort of break it down into what can it do for advertisers, uh, and indeed potentially for, for media traders, both on the buy and the sell side. So first of all, it's actually a move from gross opportunities to see to net. So with the more widespread availability, particularly I'm thinking of, of gaze or visual-based attention measurement, we're mm -hmm. seeing a shift from gross opportunities to see to net opportunities to see. Not unique in the world of audience measurement, many of the outdoor systems operate on a net OTS basis. But that's a big shift, uh, I think, for the video-based uh, industries. I think the second piece is there has always been a degree of fascination and interest in the degree of engagement uh, that a particular media channel might have. And, and there's a widespread belief that the more engaged the consumer is with the content, the more receptive they are uh, to the advertising. Uh, I think, the, again, the more widespread use of camera technology within um, video, sorry, within uh, laptops and cell phones and tablets, et cetera, as well as, you know, some of the dedicated technologies from companies like T-Vision who have this combination of a, of a kind of people meter with uh, a camera is yep. making that kind of data much more uh, accessible and usable. And then I think the last piece, you know, is really in terms of applications, is really around creative. You know, how much time do we need with the consumer to get that message uh, across? And attention is one, one way of doing that. I think the other reason, which is quite important behind all of this, uh, is that it's effective. It's driving effectiveness. And it drives effectiveness at all levels of the funnel, from awareness through to sales and, you know, Back at the attention council, we've got lots of case studies uh, that we make available around that. So, yeah. so I think that's why uh, it's it's having this sort of stickiness, uh, if you will, in the industry. Yeah. And obviously, attention research as measurement and measurement has become more sophisticated in recent years. And you're very well placed at the attention council to have a good overview of all of this. So, how has can you elaborate a little bit of how attention research has evolved and what types of research we see? You, you mentioned a little bit before, but maybe you can gather it a little bit here. Yeah, I think I think it's I think when we when we look at it, um, 
part of it is, I think, as I was saying a minute ago, it's about you know having more widespread availability of of camera technology to capture um, attention metrics on a on a gaze basis. Um, you you have another school uh, of attention which is built around things like biometrics, which are also now more scalable as a measurement solution, or indeed neuro insights. Uh, so you know there's a whole that to me it's quite a broad church uh, and all of these uh, different methodologies can potentially play a role but it's probably gaze that has attracted most of the headlines uh, and perhaps is the the most widely used and, and i think we're kind of getting to a critical phase now um you talked about i'm going to go back to your first comment about these things in, in the industry often last a short period of time and then we move yeah. on to something yes. else um, I think that at the moment, what we're seeing is more money and more time being spent on the basis of attention metrics. And I think with that, it comes a kind of responsibility for us to do more work as to exactly how uh, attention metrics work. So, for example, it's great that we've got a battery of lots and lots of case studies, but you know we need to do more experimental design work to show exactly how attention works, its limitations, yeah. uh, as well as its uh, opportunities from a measurement viewpoint. And I think, you know, the most significant th thing for me that's happened in the last couple of months uh, is the announcement by the ARF, the, uh, the US research yeah. organization, to start to do a kind of benchmarking exercise of the different uh, attention research vendors. Now, the goal of that, or one of the outputs of that, will be to start to look at whether we can create uh, a unified definition uh, of attention. And then I think, ideally, the project will go beyond that to look at then some of the applications. How does that, how is that data applied? How is it modeled uh, to, for example, different media platforms, etc.? So for me, that is the next step in, if you like, the evolution uh, of attention metrics. It's still short of an MRC style definition, sure. but it, it's certainly a step in that direction. Sure. And is that is that the next big thing where we will see an attention? Is that is that that direction? Well, I think I, I think it is in, in many ways. I mean, I think I, from from a, an evolution as a measurement solution, I, I do think that's the manifestation, that's the next direct that's the path of travel. Um, in terms of applications, I see it slightly differently. I think, you know, I think I see things like cross-screen uh, metrics, as, as you know well. There's a lot of work happening on both sides of the Atlantic, particularly driven by advertisers, around cross-screen analysis. And, you know, it, within the next, whatever it is, 12 months or so, we're going to see solutions providing deduplicated uh, impression data across television, um, let's call it television, and digital video. Um, and for, I can imagine that analysts for the first few weeks are going to go crazy doing un, uh, innumerable uh, reach and frequency calculations, and we'll build a series of norms uh, around that. But the very next question I think that they will ask is, that's great, I've done the deduplication, what's the value of a television impression versus a digital video impression. And I think 
there's a role there for attention metrics, potentially as a lens to look at, look at those analyses. Then on a more practical trading level, uh, we're beginning to see this now in some of the digital video vendors that they're actually trading on attention-based guarantees. Um, and I think that's a, that's a really big uh, step forward in, yep. in the usage of, of attention. Brilliant. Now, a bit over to you. So what is the role of the Attention Council in all of this? What, what is your mission? That's that's great. Well, I, depending depending on who I'm talking to and what mood I'm in on an, on any given day, and okay. my my definition says again a little bit goes back to your opening point. I want to make sure that attention metrics are there for the long term. Um, more specifically, you know, the attention council is a not for profit um, lobby group that's there yeah. to promote uh, the use of attention metrics in the industry, but also beyond that. Uh, with that becomes a role around education, explaining how attention works, pushing, you know, lobbying for some of the initiatives that, that we previously mentioned. Um, and, and I think, you know, working with a number of the trade groups. So, you know, I think part of my role is to speak on videos like this, but also to work with IAB um, and others to promote good usage or best practice uh, around the space as well. Excellent. We, we are happy that you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, um, just just a little bit. To, who, who, who are the members? Who can become members of the the attention council? Is it only practitioners? Uh, the, the the measurement. Sorry, it's it's fair to say that the attention council now is a membership organisation, and the membership is done on a on a corporate or trade body level. So, you know, we have both buy side, sell side, advertisers. Uh, we also have a number of the uh, television trade bodies, for example. Um, so we have support, uh, membership support from people like Thinkbox, Screenforce, uh, uh, yep. Television Centro in, in Latin America are beginning to engage. So we're beginning to see, we're beginning to see not just digital and buy side practitioners become members, but also uh, more engagement from perhaps more traditional uh, television uh, cell side. Brilliant. That brings me to the final question, I think. So that is to to just gaze a little bit on how do you think the TV industry best can use attention metrics to, to its advantage? Now, for example, I uh, TV generally comes out great in the research that I've seen. Uh, the big screen seems to be an efficient platform for capturing attention. Uh, but what opportunities are there for TV companies, according to you, beyond just promotion uh, promotion of the uh, of the media? Yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right, Anders. I think all of the data that I have seen, uh, and I'm, there's a there's a report that's in the press that was published about two years ago, which showed. Uh, Lumen data integrated with T-Vision with support from Ubiquiti that showed, in effect, the price of an attentive second for television, different TV formats versus digital formats. Yeah. And, and television looked generically extremely good. But I think we can go beyond that. And I think the more that we see investment from companies like T-Vision, who you know, have just launched a panel in the UK, um, as well as their panels that they have in India, Japan, and, and, and US, 
we're beginning to see clients look at the data in a different way. So how can we look at individual channel performance? How can we look at individual program performance? Do certain day parts work more effectively for attention uh, than others? I mean, for example, in the UK, we're seeing much higher levels of attention in weekend viewing than we are weekday uh, viewing. Um, we can start to look at BVOD uh, or uh, CTV, depending on which part of the world you're you're listening yeah. to this um, <laughs> podcast, um, versus linear. So, you know, typically BVOD is at a premium, but it's also at a premium because it actually delivers high levels of attention. So it, it can be a way uh, of demonstrating value uh, to advertisers who are investing in BVOD or, or CTV opportunities. Excellent. Andy, I think our time is up. Thank you so much for your time and for joining us today. And I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Alexander. It's a pleasure. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.